everybody. You're listening to What's Your Number? The podcast where we ask ourselves and others that age-old question, what's your number? In the hopes that telling these stories from our sexual past might help us get a little closer to understanding why we are the way we are. I'm Olivia, recording from Barcelona. And I'm Mariah, recording from New York City. What's your number? Welcome. And um, today we are talking about my numbers 40 through 43. This is Mariah. As you might know, in case you don't know my voice, this is your first episode, which would be really funny. Um, Starting with number 40 to 43. 40 to 43, yeah. And you're probably like, why is there a huge jump in episodes? And we explained that in the last episode, but I'll just reiterate. I had... My my number like scheme was kind of fucked up because I had grouped a bunch together, but not like not specified that their numbers were different. And then now we're getting like to the quote unquote end. We're catching up to present day. And right. I realized that like my numbers were, I was like 10 off basically. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I mean, because the way we were doing it before was like, you know, we would both tell the story of the same number and now I'm out of numbers. So now it's like the wild west like you can do whatever right. you want you know because literally like, yeah back in the day oh is it literally are we in the wild west because <laughs> oh no i don't think we are. i think we're in the in the sexy south but anyways we'll get to that yeah. but i was thinking too because like you did your number 13 was like 13 a b and c yeah so you've been you've been grouping you know i've been i've been while. grouping and like you said it made sense when we were doing it together yeah, because we didn't. That'd be weird for the numbers to be super off. But now we could. It could be anything. I could be. It could be number. You know, circle, square, pink. You know, exactly. Yeah, you could just be like <laughs> the number formerly known as as forty, and it could just be a symbol. You know, a la Prince. Right. I mean, so the next episode, not this episode, but next episode, we get to my current boyfriend, um, who you guys know. Yeah, Ryan. Ryan so I was guy. wondering with that, I was like, do I call him Ryan or do I call him number 44? Uh, oh my God, he's number 44, like Obama? Yeah. That's cool. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, he was, I thought he was going to be 45, but nope, he's 44. Oof, dodged a bullet. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> there is a number 45, kind of, but anyway, getting ahead of myself. <laughs> oh, me, oh my. <laughs> getting ahead of myself. Um, This episode is about exes and sex clubs. Fuck yeah, um, sounds like a good time. <laughs> have you ever been to a sex club? You know, I have not. Um, I was going to go with a friend for her birthday party like a couple years ago. It was like the one club in Barcelona that had not yet shut down, ironically, <laughs> during the pandemic. <laughs> we were really like, that funny. sounds like a great idea. No, I mean, well, yeah, I don't know. We were like intrigued. Um, but then literally a week beforehand or something it finally shut down we were like yeah that, that sounds about right but um so no yeah. I've only dreamed but I can't wait to hear about it yeah yeah 
Yeah, I that that strikes me as I don't know, weirdly like I can kind of see them not shutting down. I don't know. I can see that. <laughs> like, well, yeah. probably it's like I don't know. I guess it, it have their little closed communities. Basically, the right. like the like swingers community and like the sex club community is very interesting group of people. And I feel like it very it is very you know it's varied depending on you know where you are. But um, before we talk about the sex club, we need to talk about um, where I was the last time you heard from me. So I had just gotten back to Barna from a weird weird trip to Sevilla visiting a guy that I had liked. Right. And spoiler alert, he was not the love of my life. Um, (laughs) I had just said fuck off to number five. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I really wasn't sure what this next chapter would bring. You know, I was like I've been mentioning in the last few episodes, like I feel like at this point in my life, like I could really go anywhere. I could do anything, you know, like that's what was so hard about it. Yeah. I, I didn't know where I wanted to be because I didn't feel like I had like a reason to be anywhere. Right. Um, um, but, you know, it, it had felt really good to kind of, I think, similar to you in your final episodes before meeting, you know, your c- current boo. Uh-huh. I kind of started to like raise my standards quite a bit. Yeah. To some extent. I say that and then this episode is like... (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's like... But... (laughs) You... Yeah. It's like you're considering... It takes a long time to think about raising your standards maybe before they, you know, get raised. (laughs) I still think the me raising my standard things holds true. It's like I did have a lot of hookups, but like I did it way more on my terms this time around. Yeah, that's true. We were talking about that in your last episode. Exactly. No sleepovers. No sleepovers. Yeah, I was just like, I want to wake up in my own bed. I don't want to have a horrible night's sleep with this random person that I don't know. Um, (laughs) So I had friends visit um, in Barcelona. And, you know, we went to the club and then the beach and went to the Bunkers del Carmel. And, you know, I was just having a a good old time. Um, Right. I remember this. I, I think Barcelona was like... It was. It had like ups and downs for me because it was. I was there kind of like an awkward length of time. You know, it was like not enough time to. I don't know. It just felt like I was like, oh wait, I have to like make all new friends here. You know, whereas in like Medellin, I feel like I I had showed up and just made all these friends like instantly. So I was like, wow, I actually have to put an effort here. But by the time I left, I was like, oh my God, I have, you know, friends and like a little crew. And I had like started to kind of find my place a little bit and was having a lot of fun. Yeah, totally. Um, And I mean, this all happened in a matter of like a few months, right? Exactly. And I was like in and out a lot too. So yeah. Um, but you know, it was, it was time for it to come to an end because of my visa. I had actually overstayed my visa um, because apparently that's like way easier to do in Spain than, you know, Germany, for example. Uh-huh. I think I stayed for like four or maybe even five months. Um, so a little bit and, but it was like time for me to go. Um, so I wanted to go to Turkey, but, and I was like, oh, I need to keep this going. I need to keep exploring. But, you know, I was feeling, starting to feel a bit exhausted and, you know, Medellin was calling me because that had been the place that had felt like the most like home to me in Probably I would say like my life, honestly, like wow. even Montana didn't feel, I didn't feel that much like I could kind of do my own thing and like kind of, I didn't feel like I was like living in the moment. Like Medellin is just a wonderful place. So yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah, so Montana is like, as we've talked about a lot, is you're either an you're either an insider or you're an out or like if you're a goer. <laughs> if you're a goer, then you don't feel as home. Yeah. It's hard to feel at home there, yeah. But in Medellin, like there's plenty of goers, you know. So right. totally. Yeah. Um, and I still had, you know, a bunch of friends there and a community there. So um I knew it was time to go back, but before I left, I wanted the one last hurrah. And I had been kind of starting to think about um, wanting to just explore more sexually. I was like, okay, like, doesn't look like, you know, I'm going to meet the love of my life anytime soon. So what what do I really want to explore? And we had also started recording some episodes for the podcast. So I think I was like, kind of like leaning into that a little bit and trying to be like more sex positive and trying to like own that part of my identity. Um, And so I was like, I would really like to have a threesome. And I joined this. um, And I also, I think I knew it would be way harder to do in Medellin. So I was like, I'm leaving a cosmopolitan international city. Medellin, I would not call cosmopolitan. Um, Right. So yeah. So I (laughs) downloaded Field. As you do. As As you do. do. Yeah. I remember you introducing me to Field around Uh this time. And... Yeah, um, it's it's such a cool concept. My experience in practice was, I guess I would say, underwhelming. Actually, I, I'm remembering now I went on a, a really awkward field date that I never talked about. But yeah, it, it's like maybe explain a little bit what it what it is for people who don't know. Or does everyone know this now? Does everyone know what field is I by now? Like, I feel like most people do, but I could be wrong. Um, basically, it's like an app that's, it's like a hookup app, but it's more geared toward people who are like sex positive, I would say. Yeah. Um, kind of, I think, borrowing a lot of language and like terminology from the kink community. Yeah. Um, and so people could be more explicit about what they were interested in. For and, sure. Yeah. You could like put your yeah. kinks on your profile. I, one thing I liked about it was, um, it, I think it, if I'm not totally butchering this terminology, it had like when you self-describe your sexuality, you could put um, hetero flexible uh-huh. on there, which I was like, that feels like a really good way to describe how I saw my sexuality at that time. Right, you know, right. I was like, yeah, like I was like, I don't know that I could, I'm not like, I don't know that I could own that I'm like bisexual or anything like that at this point. But I'm I'm down to hook up with people who are not just heterosexual men, you know? Yeah, for sure. And so I was like, okay, that that's kind of fun. And I instantly got like a shit ton of people reaching out to me. And it, I think it's partly oh, yeah. because <laughs> partly because I was blonde and you know, like I think just being blonde in Spain, like you kind of get a, a little bit of attention sometimes. Um and partly because I wanted a threesome with a, a couple. And right. Like you were a unicorn. Yeah, I'm a, I was a unicorn. Yeah. So I think that um, a lot of people were kind of like reaching out. It was actually really flattering, honestly. Like, I was like, this yeah. is so good for the ego. A lot of people were like, oh my God. Because it's like, it's one thing to have a guy be into you, but to have the girl, like a girl also think you're hot. You're like, oh, I must be hot. Because I mean- yeah, like, standards. It's, it's what they say. It's a lot of times like you don't dress up for 
a guy. Like you dress up for like the girls that you run into. Not, not always, obviously not in like, not even in a sexual way, but it's like girls have higher standards, I think. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, I don't know. Yeah. I could be wrong. I mean, obviously it's, it's a different, it's kind of like people say like dressing for men mm-hmm. versus dressing for women. Do um, people say this? I've never heard this before. Yeah. Like dressing for the male gaze, you know, is more like tits out, you know, you're just kind of wearing stereotypical things, I guess. And I think it, there, obviously there's so many different ways to interpret that. But um, versus dressing for the female gaze, like more adventurous, more fun and playful, like kind of playing with style in different ways, different silhouettes. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Fascinating, fascinating. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Also, I mean, who knows? I kind of have like a girl next door kind of vibe. So maybe like the girlfriend was like, well, she seems non-threatening. I don't (laughs) think so. (laughs) You never know. You never know. But um, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was, it was fun. So the the hardest part of the threesome was like scheduling, honestly. Um, it was sure. just hard to get something on the books and <laughs> hard. It was hard to find something that I was like, I, you know, sometimes some people just came on way too strong and I was like, yeah. okay, like this feels a little weird. And then other people, I don't know, like it, it was just hard to find that happy medium. Um, Makes sense. And yeah, so finally I found a couple who I thought were cool and we managed to kind of finagle our schedules. And, you know, keep in mind, I was leaving very soon. Like this was like three days before I left. Oh, I remember this was like a last minute threesome. (laughs) It was like a Hail Mary. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, I'm fucking doing this. And it was kind of hard because it was like, we knew that this was my last night. Like they knew I was leaving. So it was like do or die. You know, it wasn't like, let's meet up and see how we like each other. And then let's have another meetup and maybe hook up. Right, right. For sure. So um, my friend was visiting. Have a little urgency to the situation. You know, we're not just going to... I'm just going to beat around the bush, as it were, or the bushes. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I want to go back to the blonde thing, because I don't want to, like, over-insinuate that, like, me being blonde was, like, got me a lot of attention. But I will say, just being blonde in general, like, you do just get more attention. Like, <laughs> like, 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 I don't want to insinuate. I get more attention because I'm blonde, but I, I do. I don't want to insinuate that it was like because I was like, you know, I guess in Spain and I was like blonde or whatever. But um, I think just in general, blondes get more like I I have been my hair is not blonde now. Um, I mean, it's like blonde ish. But whenever I've had my hair like done like more blonde and like maintained highlights, I feel like I get like a lot more attention. Interesting. Um, Yeah. So I think I I guess I'm saying it was like it was partly that, you know, um. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to make any, like, I know there's like a ton of blonde people in Barcelona, so I don't want to make any like claims about that, but um, anyway. <laughs> Pretty diverse place, yeah. It is a very diverse place, yeah. So, um, um, yeah, so I got like, so we had, we set up a time to meet up and I, it was after, like, because of where we lived, you know, I didn't want to go home. Like I, I went down to a cafe to work that day, but I didn't want to go home and like, drop my stuff off and like change and like, you know, primp for the date for some reason. I don't know why I like decided to go meet my friend at a coffee shop and work with him earlier in the day. Okay. I don't know why I thought that was a good idea. So when I arrived at the date, I was like all sweaty because it was really hot. (laughs) Oh God. I love it. (laughs) And I was like super nervous, but, um, they, and we met at this like really cool, like hip kind of 
um, I don't know, just like very um, hipstery, kind of like like a rock bar kind of a place. You know, it had a really cool vibe. They suggested it. Cool. And they were really cool. Um, like the girl was like gorgeous. The guy was also super hot. Like they're a very attractive couple. Damn. Um, they were like in a band together. Oh God. And yeah, they're, they were just like really cool. This was like not their first rodeo. And so they like told me, and we were just like shooting the shit, just like friends. I feel like we were really getting along. Um, Amazing. Yeah. I love that you just said Rodeo. Can we go back yeah. to that for a second? <laughs> yeah. I don't know where I started saying that. I feel like I got it from my dad. <laughs> but okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And I think it, there came at some point where I was like, okay, I feel like I could like hook up with you guys. And they're like, I think they were kind of, they're like, okay, well, we kind of want to. Do you want to come back to our place? Like, what do you want to do? But they lived far away. And we were like debating what to do. And we're like, okay, let's just go to a sex motel. And so we just Simple we solution. figured it out. Um, and then it, it, what was hard about that was it felt like too premeditated in a way. Okay. Like it kind of felt like it, it just made it feel a little bit like, okay, like it just felt like feel, it didn't feel like we could just like oh, now we're going to hook up or, you know, it didn't feel natural. Yeah, I know even like, because like normally when you go to a sex motel with someone, like you've already made out with them in the club or like you've, you know, there, there's been some, I mean, had you guys kissed or anything in the bar? Like, were you getting no. like handsy or anything? No, right. I think it was just, it felt weird. I'm like, I don't know, like, which one do I kiss first? Like, yeah, of course. No, I mean, I'm not exactly. Yeah. Like, it's like, there's all these logistics, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, totally. And it's kind of on them maybe to make the move. Or, yeah. I mean, I'm not sure, but yeah. I get that you have to like talk about it. So it all feels a little. I think it would have felt scheduled. more natural in hindsight if I'd gone to their house. Sure. Um, and like, we'd had like a drink or something, but then they're like, but then you can stay the night. And I was like, not down to right. say that you know because like, they no. lived they live like further than you know where we live like they live like 30 minutes from our house I don't know I guess it wouldn't have been that far but it just kind of felt like but the train stop at a certain time so exactly and I was like I'm not about to take like a you know 100 euro uber ride home tonight yeah so. <laughs> yeah so anyway um jeez okay got it so options are limited you do what you Options to do. are limited. So we're like, okay, so we just show up at the sex hotel and we're like, all right, let's do it. In hindsight, I wish I'd showered first. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was just like, it was really hot in Barcelona, like this around this time of year. And oh I was God, just like, so hot. you know, in hindsight, but I think I was just like, I don't know. I was like, that feels weird to me too. Like, I don't know. It was just yeah. kind of awkward. Like, yeah, to- yeah. Well, I know, I know. It's like with two people, it just seems like, I I don't I don't know I've only had the one threesome that I I told the story of and it was a total kind of just like a fail really of a threesome but like I I think it's overwhelming to have one person like to be have your eye yes. on one person and try and like judge like how are they doing what do they want what are they feeling what is their expectation and then ha- and then with two you know it's yeah. like it's really a lot to think about you forget the shower pretty pretty easily yeah yeah and it just I was like I don't know is that like too presumptuous but then I was like we're at a fucking sex hotel I don't know it just I'm like that seemed weird but in in hindsight I'm like that would have made sense but anyway um they like obviously didn't say anything about it and I mean I'm sure it was fine I'm sure it was fine I'm sure it was fine but um 
Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? So we hooked up and the guy came early. Okay. This, came I feel like early this, to is, the party. this happened. No, he, he like this has happened both of my threesomes. The guy. Really? Well, I guess the first threesome was the guy couldn't stay hard. Okay. The second threesome, he like came early. So then it was kind of awkward because like, like I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Like we'll just hook up and he'll like do his thing. But I think she, she didn't want to leave him out. Right. So she kept trying to like incorporate him more. And I was like, okay, cool. But it just felt a little like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, right. So like like it was she hard. was like trying to negotiate like two people's, you know. Yeah. I felt herself. bad for her. Yeah. Yeah. But so why did, I mean, not why did he come early? Like, as we've talked about before, like we don't shame people about <laughs> yeah. this. Um, sometimes it's like, I forget. But, um, <laughs> but like, did, was he like hooking up with you or with her or like, or I guess I'm just curious, like how did, how did it all start and like, how did it all unfold um, that he would like god I don't remember the detail I think so I like early. I think that she and I made out first and then because obviously that's what you're gonna go for you're not gonna like go straight for someone's husband you know fiance or whatever I think they were like engaged yeah makes sense I, I don't know I, I guess that's how I saw it like if I were her like I would want her to give me more attention initially kind of mm-hmm. it's like a sign of respect <laughs> yeah no I it makes total sense to me yeah um, yeah, like I wouldn't, I would be like if some, it, cause I think not that I don't think they had, like, I don't think they had like jealousy issues, but if I were in that situation with my current partner, I would want, I wouldn't want to feel like they were like vibing more. I guess that's just me. No, um, I mean, I think that's, yeah. Yeah. So I don't like remember, I mean, it was, it was fun because it was like, it felt like we were all like good at sex and we could like, try, you know, try different things. And, you know, it was like yeah. the threesome I've had that's like the most, you know, the other threesome I had was like a drunken threesome. You know, we were was like, I was like, well, there's a lot of logistics here. This one, it felt like, okay, we could like try different positions and different configurations. And like, we're like, yeah. Right. Right. It's so, not anyone's first rodeo. <laughs> yeah. Not even. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. And I think it was good. Like, I feel like we had, we all had like chemistry and I think it was good. Um, and overall, like, I just really liked them as people. And I think they really liked me too. They, um, they still like for like years after they would still reach out to me on my birthday on Facebook and say happy birthday and like say that they hope I'm doing well. And then they, they have like a place in the Cayman Island or sorry, in the Canary Islands. And they said, if I were ever there, sorry, Mallorca mess that up Mallorca they have a place in Mallorca and they're like if you're ever there we should hang out so I feel like we left being like we're homies nice oh my god if I were you I'd be on the next plane to Mallorca with Ryan and be like listen (laughs) I I wanted to I mean actually it's weird like we actually talked about going there and I was like well I'd have to see them but then uh, I don't know it's I'm like I don't know if we're gonna have it be a whole I don't you know what I mean it's like I don't know. Yeah, that's that's my question for you. <laughs> right. Anyway. Um. Anyway. So. Okay. So two days later. So two days later, I left Medellin, and long story ever, but it was or long story, but it was like the worst flight I've ever had. It was the worst oh, like twenty four hours of travel I've like ever had in my life. I had to run through the. I had to buy another flight because, like, I had bought. Um, I had bought a flight and I had received a confirmation from the airline, but 
I think there had been a security flag on my card and they had tried calling me to like confirm the payment, but they never sent me an email. This was Avianca. Like, shout out. Avianca. So I got to, I like stayed up way too late with like you and my friend and some other people. We went to the bunkers. I got like two hours of sleep. I flew from Barcelona to Madrid, then realized I didn't have a flight and then spent an hour and a half on the phone with um, Avianca trying to get them to like comp me my flight or like give it to me for the original cost. They refused to do that. I debated staying a week because I didn't want to spend $750 or whatever it was, right? Sure. I forgot about I ended this. Up, I ended up just paying the $750. And then by that time, the flight I was going to get on, it was like super late. So I was like, I had to run through the airport like, and I made it two minutes before they shut the gate. Oh God. Terrible. It was so, and then I got there and it was like there was no in-flight entertainment. Um, I had like no books downloaded on my Kindle. No. And all of the food that they had was like glutinous. And I didn't hadn't had time to like eat anything. Oh God. And then when I got when I got to Medellin, they lost my bags. Oh geez. Yeah, right. So oh, it was God. like wait, so you couldn't eat anything on the flight? I couldn't eat anything on the flight. It was all like bread or crackers or yeah, oh, God. so Oh, it was annoying. Anyway, so I got there. Um, I, I, you know, I was also really not prepared for the emotions I would feel around number 30. Uh-huh. Um, cause you know, we'd broken up and like I said, like I was like, I felt like I had kind of moved on and like, I wasn't feeling a lot of residual emotions about it. Um, so of course I saw him right away and we caught up and I think we hooked up. Um, of course. And you know, I think he made it really clear that he wasn't like my boyfriend anymore. But at the same, like, you know, he kind of had like a wall up, of course. I mean, obviously, like, I feel like we broke up and I left and, you know, it, it must have been hard to be the one who was kind of like left behind. Yeah, it's um, always and, harder to be left behind. Yeah, I feel like he was like working hard to like show that he had like moved on in a lot of ways and that he'd been doing stuff for himself too. Yeah. And sure. um so he and his, he has some friends had like built a bar below the co-working space and he'd become like closer to this friend group that we'd already kind of had at the co-working space. And I kind of felt like I was a little bit like on the outside looking in, especially because, you know, he kind of made it clear like I'm not your boyfriend, you know? So like we can hook up, but like I'm going to do whatever I want whenever I want, right? How did he make that clear exactly? Um, Just, I don't know, like making plans, like texting, just all of it. Like, um, yeah, like when he saw me in the co-working space, he'd just be like, hi, you know, like it, it wasn't, it just wasn't the same like star treatment that he'd given me before. I mean, if you guys haven't listened to the number 30 episode, you know, he basically treated me like a princess the entire time, so... You know, <laughs> we know I like that, right? So, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> things, so things went on like that, and it it was just really, really hard for a while. I would like cried a lot, and Aww, it was just it yeah. was it was hard. It's hard going back in general because oh, you can so see the place you used to fit, and you're like, I don't fit there anymore. So, like, where do I fit? Yeah, totally. I mean, did, were you feeling like? Did you have any feeling like maybe you? Did you feel regret? Not that you should have at all, but you know, did you, did you go down the regret road at all or did you keep your mind kind of? Um, 
I think I just like really missed him. Like, because as he's a very enigmatic person and just being in his presence, but not being like his person anymore was like really heart-wrenching. God, yeah. Um, But I don't think I like regretted it. I think it was just like really sad. Sure. I think I was just like, I felt like I was like losing him, you know? Like I was, I was losing him. And it was hard to be around him and just feel like he wasn't like mine anymore. Cause I, I still like obviously had feelings for him and he totally had feelings for me too, you know? Um, yeah. And, and then in the meantime, you guys are still hooking up and stuff or. Yeah. It was like off and on. So like we were hooking up when I first got back and then, you know, quickly, like I, we kind of realized it was going to be on his terms. And then he, I think he was like, let's not hook up anymore. Cause obviously it's like hard for you. And um, at the time, that really annoyed me. But yeah, then power it's like, move. Yeah, it is kind of a power move. But I think, I mean, and we'll get there. But later on, I, I, I do really think, like to this day, you know, he, he really is like has been consistent in saying that he like loves and cares about me, and he'll always like be there for me. And you know, I think he, I really do think, in a way, he was like, um, it's hurting her if I hook up with her. You know, I don't yeah. want to like. I think in a way it was, you know, he is like six or seven years older than me. So I think in a way he was like, okay, this is probably not healthy if we keep doing this because she's getting the wrong idea. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think that is the responsible thing to do. I mean, it kind of sucks to hear because what it implies is like, I'm fine with it because I'm over you, I guess. Yeah, but he totally wasn't because then, and I'll get to this in a second, but like basically where where it stood, there were ups and downs. Like we like slip and hook up again. And I'll explain that in a second. Uh It wasn't just me. Yeah. But you know, when he felt like he had the, here's the thing, when he felt like he had the upper hand and it was hard for me, it was easier for him to be like, no. Right. Right. Sure. But whenever I got the upper hand, then he would come back to me and he'd be like, I'm sad or, you know, whatever. Oh man. Yeah. So it was kind of like we were both doing that. Yikes. Yikes. Got it, I think I wanted to, I don't know if I wanted to get back together with him, but I just wanted to like be us again, like while we were there, which is so selfish. And it's like totally understandable that, you know, he was like, I can't do that, you know? So, um, but it was just hard. Like, I, I think I've always struggled with breakups. I'm not the best at breakups. And it's especially hard when you're in the same place as that person and you kind of have to like see them every day. I mean, he worked at my co-working space. Yeah. So damn. Um, yeah, my friend Toby got there and that really like saved me because, um, he just was like such a good friend. He like took me to a couple's massage and, you know, he, he was really just like there with me. And I started, I decided to go to a different co-working space because I was like, I needed some boundaries here. Sure. And Toby like came with me and, um, yeah. So number 30 had actually kind of, I saw, I saw him like flirting with this girl and it made me super jealous. And I kind of, I just like knew he was flirting with her. Um, and, but he did have some respect to not like openly be like hooking up with her and touching her and, you know, being all over her, like in front of me. But I just had a hunch that there was something going on. And so I was like, I need to, you know, spend more, like less time around this group of people um, that he's a part of who used to be my people and more time um, with like friends who I saw as like more 
people I could like, you know, meet up for lunch or coffee and just had like kind of like deeper relationships with. Yeah. And, and so we're that more was really, your friends than, than like shared friends. Exactly. More my friends. Um, and that was really great because I feel like it really strengthened a lot of these friendships that I'd had before, but had kind of like not ignored, but I just, you know, obviously had a whole, had a whole other group. So it just, you know, made me realize like who was really like a true friend. I mean, not that the other people weren't true friends, but you know what I mean? Um, it was just sure. like strengthened those friendships a lot. And, um, I had a really good or a good friend from Chile who we'd, we'd like started hanging out before I, the first time I left Medellin. Um, she had like gotten there. She'd shown up like six months before I left Medellin the first time, you know, so she was like new to the co-working space. And then um, we started hanging out a lot um, this, you know, the current time that I was there. And she told me that um, when she had first moved to Medellin, um, number 30 had been like texting her and was like flirting with her. Oh. Yeah. So I was like fucking pissed when I heard that. Um, That's crazy. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Like I was like literally like paying for our vacations at this point in time, you know? Yeah. You guys were very much a thing. Yeah. So that really pissed me off. Um, and it kind of, this pulled me out of like sadness mode and, and put me into like anger mode. Nice. So I decided to hit the dating scene pretty quickly after this. Um, <laughs> I downloaded Bumble and, um, I met a guy who was like super cute, a uh, Canadian dude, pretty hot. Um, he had a beard. We'll call him number 42. Okay. So I was really feeling like some, you know, when you have like a breakup and you you kind of just get like very like kind of like reckless, but also hot. Yeah. Has that ever happened to you? Oh yeah. You're just, yeah. Messy. Like you're like in don't give a fuck mode and like everyone just like wants a piece of you basically, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know if for me it's been necessarily tied to a breakup. Um, Although it kind of reminds me like what we were talking about before, like during my sad hot girl summer in Barcelona, like yeah, I was just a total mess, but for some reason I was just getting a lot of D. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's something about, it's like the, the, like the recklessness, like I'd be like, sure. Don't mind if I do go out and have a million drinks and flirt with whoever I want. Exactly. And if you do that, like you are going to meet people, you know? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and versus, I mean, probably a lot of it was like had to do with like needing validation, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honest. No, of like course. Like now when yeah. I go out, I'm just kind of like, I'm just there because I don't really need the validation anymore. Yeah, absolutely. That's the other <laughs> thing is like, yeah. Then once I was feeling more at home here, I just immediately stopped hooking up with as many people because I think I, I had, yeah, I was just feeling a bit better and yeah yeah I mean it just because you're hooking up with a lot of people doesn't mean you're in a bad place but Agreed. the two can go hand in hand and for me at this point in time it kind of was I feel like I definitely was hooking up with people just to kind of like distract myself yeah and it was I mean to be fair it was it was helping it was helping me feel independent it was helping me feel yeah like no it works I'm we desired. do it it works yeah I know, <laughs> by no, it's someone great. who's not him yeah yeah it's, um I think it's like a phase of it's you know, one of the phases of the breakup, right? I don't know. It is. Yeah. I was like, I was really sad. I was super sad because I don't know. I just was like, 
I was just kind of a mess. And I remember like I called my brother crying at one point in time, you know, I was like, I'm just sad. Like, I just like, it's so hard to see this person that you, that I really loved, like, just like, you know, be his own person. And it was really hard because like he was like, he seemed so over it too. Like he seemed like he was fine. Um, But can I ask you a second? Um, Maybe this is going to come up naturally, but did you ever confront him about this whole thing about him flirting with other people while you guys were still together or um yeah okay I do okay okay. I'll just buckle in (laughs) (laughs) buckle in yeah so anyway so yeah at the beginning of the casual meetup with this guy like I'd mentioned that I wanted to go to a sex club because remember I'm like full on in my like sexual exploration mode Mm -hmm. so we went we met up for drinks and then we went to a party um that all of like our group of friends was going to be at, including what's his, including number 30, of course, you know, okay. and I showed up and I feel like everyone was like, Oh my God, you know, there was like, there were like other dudes there who were like, Hola, you know, like it was like, it was very like, you know, like I, I feel like Tell I, I, I had a vibe. I had a vibe. <laughs> like, yeah. And yeah. I showed up with this like hot dude and you know, nice. we're just like partying. Right. I uh, love it. And then, and then we leave and eventually I, we just got, we got pretty drunk, but we were still like, okay, we're going to go to the sex club. So, um, <laughs> and we went there and Wait, that's so where I'm we, sorry. You pre-gamed the sex club at a party where number 30 was <laughs> Yeah, it's such a baller move. Oh my I God. Know. Incredible. Baller or baller or just like, I was just, it's, I don't know. It seems like desperate as well, but anyway, um, no, so I don't. Did you announce that you're, were you, were you like, okay, no. I'm off to the sex club with this no. guy? No, I was just very much like, okay, I'm going to do my own thing. This is me doing my own thing. God damn it. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so we like, we went there and there was like nobody there. So I think we like left and came back. Honestly, the night's like a little bit of a blur. I was pretty drunk at this point. Um, and here's what happened. So we go okay. in, we pay the entrance and then they make us like take off all of our clothes except for our underwear and shoes before we like go upstairs <laughs> to the sex part. What? <laughs> what yeah. underwear were you wearing? <laughs> I don't know. Probably like pretty like basic. I my like go to is to buy like a 10 pack of like black thongs, you know. Okay. Okay. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> so it's like not like the hot. Well, actually, you know what? I think I actually was wearing like some kind of cute lingerie for this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so um, it was just weird though walking around. I was wearing shoes. like tennis shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was bizarre. <laughs> but that amazing. part was weird, but it, it makes sense because it's like, well, you don't want, you know, it's kind of gross. Everyone barefoot. I don't know. You know. No, no, you don't want to be barefoot. I just like don't understand why everyone has to. St- like it's like when you're at like at like those nudist colonies where like everyone's like washing dishes naked but they have their sneakers on it's like I know I know strange. it was it, it didn't feel very sexy <laughs> I was like shit I should have brought like some slippers or something like that you know yeah yeah or like some little heels or I don't know but I was wearing the wrong shoes that's yeah, really sure. what I, came I mean, down you didn't to, know. This so. is your first time there, so I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know. <laughs> so great. I love this. I didn't, so much. I didn't know I didn't know anything from anything at that point. <laughs> so um yeah, so we we ended up uh, when we had left and like gone to like grab a drink and wait for more people to come, because I think we showed up way too early. Um 
we ran into my friend who was there with a girl she was hooking up with. So we all went in together eventually. Okay, nice. And at this point in time, it was definitely busy. And I, it was, it's the nights just kind of like a blur. Like it was, you know, just there were a lot of people and there was like this big, like circular, like couch thing. Ooh. And, you know, it was kind of just like there were a bunch of like girls like laying on it and guys fucking them. I don't know. It was it was just weird. It was like Damn. it was so weird because everywhere you turn, there's like people hooking up. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm just because like how often do you get to just really ask all the questions that you have about a sex club? Because like, yeah, ask away. How do you feel about the surfaces? Like, are they clean? Like, it do you feel like, oh, can I sit down here? Or like, because you're in a thong and like someone else has been there in a thong. And so, yeah. I'm not going to lie. It felt a little gross. Yeah. Um, I, I'm sure there are sex clubs that feel that like put a little bit more effort into like the ambiance and, you know, have little like how I would have pictured a sex club, right? Yeah. There's little enclaves of right. you know, little places that you can go. And but this was just kind of like a huge like orgy was like the right. vibe. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But did <laughs> did you? Yeah. And did you feel like like people like it was kind of like all bets were off like if you had wanted to hook up with someone else besides the person you were there with like that would have been fine or did you sort of feel like okay we came here together so we'll probably just hook up with each other I think we were actually pretty into each other at this point in time and so we we had definitely we had like this mounting sexual tension and I think we definitely knew that we were gonna hook up and we'd we'd never had sex before we met like six hours before this you know this is (laughs) wild okay so um I think we definitely knew we were gonna hook up with each other and honestly like to be honest like I don't think I would have been comfortable just like hooking up with just like a random it wasn't like the kind of sex club where they're like, okay, everyone take an, everyone show your clean STD panel right, or, right, right. you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm getting that like, vibe. Like, it's not, it's not that that's, that there's anything against that, but it's like, you know how Maylee was talking about, um, like back a couple episodes ago, you interviewed your friend Maylee. She was talking about how it's like this sex positive community where you kind of, there's like this element of like trust involved. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This wasn't like that. Like this was like a bar, kind of felt like a strip club in a way. You know right. what I mean? Like it Got had it. like, it was like a bar with like, the walls are painted black. Okay. All the furniture is black and you're just kind of like, to hide yeah. the stains. I, I don't know why. I don't know if state black would actually hide a cum stain, but. Yeah, you're um, right. You're right. No, it's true. A few other yeah. stains, maybe. I'm pretty sure the furniture was like also like this like pleather, you know, it was like, it just felt, it didn't feel that clean. I don't know. It was clean. Like, I'm sure it was clean. I'm sure they cleaned the place every night, but I'm not going to be like over here, like making out with. I don't know. Making out, I, I think I made out with my friend who was there a little bit, you know. But yeah. it was other than that, it was just him and I hooking up. And I think we did actually have pretty good chemistry. Okay, cool, um, cool. Yeah, we had good banter. Um, yeah. But also, like, I think the sex was good. Like, That's we had hot. good sexual chemistry. Yeah, okay. so it was just kind of, like, fun, right? Amazing. And then um, we hung time. out a few more times after that. Wait, I'm was sorry. Like, I'm so sorry. But I just, for our <laughs> listeners, like, I can't let you just move on like that. So, okay, so... <laughs> guys you guys had sex at the sex club like how did you you had a few drinks and then you kind of like looked around for the right spot did you find an enclave did you get on the circle couch there was there was really it's it was kind of like it was such a small place it wasn't that big 
Okay. I don't even think we got a drink. I think we were already pretty drunk at that time. So right. I think we just showed up. There's a bunch of people fucking already. Right. So at that point, you're kind of just like, all right, it's on. So we just like, we made out. We like, you know, we just kind of like got down to business. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. And yeah. you were like, this is for the podcast. Honestly, it was fun though. Like in, in a way it was kind of fun because it was just, it was so novel. I mean, I remember we start, we started hooking up and like doing foreplay and stuff. And then there's other people around you who are like doing the same thing. And it is hot. It is oh, kind of yeah. hot. Totally. Yeah. I have a total exhibitionist streak. So I, totally. I can see how this, I like this would work for me. I feel yeah, like. Yeah. Like it was, it honestly was hot, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like the, it wasn't sensual. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, wow. I mean, not everything is going to be <laughs> essential. But I mean, that's and cool. also, like, we were, like, pretty fucked up. Like, we were drunk. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah. We were drunk, so. But he didn't, he was able to. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think he, I think he was. Yep. <laughs> yep, yep, cool. yep. To the best of my knowledge. <laughs> to the best of my knowledge, yeah. I don't remember all the details, but. So we hooked up a few more times or we hung out a few more times after that. Um, and I think I just, I got really turned off by him like after like date number two, because I realized that he was like libertarian and I was like, (laughs) yeah. And I was like, no, thank you. And it kind of sucked, but like I ended up giving him the slow fade. I remember he kind of like texted me and he's like, we should hook up with this like hot girl. And he was like sending me pictures of her. And I was like, this girl looks like she's like a sex worker. I don't know if I want to hook up with a sex worker. You know, like, I, I don't know if I, how I feel about that. Yeah, I well, like, let's just know like what the situation is. What the situation is. And I just, I don't know. I, I also just have this weird thing in Medellin too, where I'm like, I just don't like, I don't like being a foreigner coming in and just like, you know, hiring sex workers, like, it just is. You don't weird. know. The situation. I don't like it. You don't know don't what's like going it. on. Yeah. It just doesn't. It feels like there's this like weird imbalance of power that I just. I don't. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's just weird to me. I get that. I mean, my. It's always just like you don't know. I feel like it's hard to. Okay. How can I say? Like if you find someone on seeking arrangement or something like that like you yeah. can kind of have an idea of like within your own cultural context of you don't you never know if someone is being exploited you never know the full story yeah but you can kind of right. do at least your due diligence to kind of be like okay yeah what is the situation here and make sure that that's not happening but I, in another country it's very hard to do that also, I think that there are like some sex workers in Medellin who I, I'm sure would be would would have given me a different vibe. Yeah. But there is like this kind of like stereotypical type of, you know, female sex sex worker who hooks up with like these like expat dudes who first of all, like just knowing a lot of these expat dudes, I'm like, ew. You know what I mean? Like I'm like, I wouldn't want to <laughs> I don't know. This is this is gonna sound really bad, but like hook up with the same <laughs> like person as them you know what I mean that's terrible to say but um it's like wow I have I I can't even believe I'm saying that but you know what it's she also just it's not great but (laughs) yeah yeah I know I know it's terrible to say but it's it's like it's it's fine though I mean if you're squicked out by something you're squicked out by you know yeah yeah it just it wasn't the vibe I was I was not into it and then he like 
he was like, what the hell? He's like, he's like, you're being like, I forgot the language, but he was kind of like, basically called me out and was like, you're not wanting to hook up with someone just because they're a sex worker. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, which is like, it's fair, but it's also like, it's also fair for me to not want to do that. So I don't know, you know? Yeah. Um, you're leading me into some pretty dicey waters here, Mariah. Like, I don't know if I can appreciate it, to be perfectly honest. Um, yeah. But, and I, I, mean, and I think that's thing. how you I felt. Have, <laughs> so I get it. I have, no, I have no problem with sex work and I would hook up with a sex worker. It was just like this vibe was just, it felt weird to me. You know what I mean? It was just this particular. Yeah, dude. I mean, if it feels weird, it feels weird. And it's probably for a reason. So you have, all you have is your intuition in these situations. So it's like, it's not really like about the sex worker thing. It's just like, you're like, no, I'm not interested. And so he can fuck off then. Yeah. The answer is okay. Totally. Yeah. So I like gave him the slow fade. Um, And I was like, yeah. And I think that kind of like sums up how I was at this point in my life. Like, I feel like he, I think he even talked to me. He's like, you're, you're ghosting me, blah, blah, blah. And I don't know. I feel like I was like very much like hooking up with people, but more on my terms. You know, I wasn't going to do anything that I felt uncomfortable with. Yeah. Right. Like I wasn't Mm -hmm. going to agree with or I wasn't going to just like go along with something, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, at this point in my life, I was, you know, telling my friends later, I was like, wow, guys really love it when you treat them like shit, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is like terrible for me to say. But I was really starting to realize this. Like I was, I kept, you know, having these interactions with guys and I was kind of like doing my own thing. And I feel like guys were like really wanting to like keep hanging out or whatever. And then I yeah. just be like, no, you know, so... That's so fascinating, really, because I mean, I think most of this podcast, well, I don't know if this is as much true for you, but I'll speak for myself. Like most of my stories are, I, you know, come down to me being treated like shit, or at least that's how I portray it. That would be my version of the story. And as much as I tried to like, to invert the power balance, like, to you know to have that effect I feel like it's something that you can't fake like I really feel like you have to really not care you know like you can't Mm -hmm. you can play hard to get yeah and that for me has been not effective at all but you can if you truly don't care then that will actually maybe work I don't know yeah exactly yeah, totally. And yeah, I, I feel like I didn't really care. So a week or two later, I, you know, I was working in my new little co-working space and I showed up late in the afternoon. I was just kind of like, I remember being kind of, um, in a weird headspace that day because, you know, number 30's bar was like having an opening and my friends wanted to go and I was like, okay, I need to go. And, you know, number 30 wanted me to go too, but like, I knew that it was going to be like, I was like nervous to like be around him basically. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause like we have friends in common, you know, so number 30 is like, you should definitely come blah, blah, blah. Um, so, and I ended up like sitting across from this like super handsome stranger and, you know, we got to talking. I realized that, you know, he was like another expat and he was traveling and I was like, oh, you should come to this opening. And he like showed up at the opening 
And, um, and you know, so then I like tripped over to the opening and arrived to that. And, um, yeah. And I, I, again, like, I think I was just feeling nice and confident or whatever. And the guy shows up and he's like clearly flirting with me. And number 30, like very much like takes note of that. And the next day he asked me to lunch (laughs) (laughs) and he acted like really sad. And, you know, he was like, yeah, he was like, I was really sad about our breakup when you left. And, you know, um, like it, it just had been, became a little bit clear to me that like, okay, it was, it's also hard for him. Um, and you know, he, he, like, I was still super mad at him. And I think I was like, I told him about, you know, what my friend had said. Um, but I think we ended up hooking up. Which okay. is dumb. You know? What did he? Well, what did he say to that? Did he? Did he say that that was true? That that had happened? That he was like flirting with her, or did he have a different version of events? My timeline might be off with this. Um, I think we really we. I don't know that we really talked about it that much. It might actually. This might have come up after this particular instance. Um, but we really talked about it when we had our last conversa- conversation before I left Medellin. Okay. Which is 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 um, coming in the next episode. Got it. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. So, okay. So, scratch that. I didn't bring that up with him then. Um, okay. But I think I'm not totally sure if I had, like, known that at that point in time. Um, yeah. My timeline's all blurry on this one. But uh huh, yeah, fair enough. Um, these yeah, these I, recent ones are just such a blur. Such a blur. So such weird a blur. for me. I don't know why that would be. <laughs> and um, the drugs. Yeah, the drugs is there. The drugs. <laughs> yeah, there were a lot of drugs. There were definitely a lot of drugs involved. There was a lot of alcohol, and yeah. So I felt. I think I felt bad because I was like, okay, like you've been somewhat respectful around me with like you know not like actively like doing PDA and stuff around me. So I should be somewhat respectful like to you. So anyway, also like our sex was like fucking amazing whenever we'd hook up again. So there was like, that was like kind of why it was like this roller coaster. I couldn't get off, but so I kept, I kept doing my thing. Um, and you know, I was like, okay, we're broken up. I received your message, you know? So I hooked up with that dude, number 44 and, um, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I just hooked up with him and that's, I think that's where I'll leave it for now. Um, sorry, okay. number 43. This is number 43. Yeah. God, my numbering's it. so wrong. Um, yeah, I hooked <laughs> up with him, number 43. And, you know, we had like, we had a vibe and I think we had like physical chemistry, but, you know, I was like doing my, doing my thing. I wasn't, I wasn't trying to, I don't know. I wasn't trying to like wife him up basically. Right. And he loved it. He ate it up. <laughs> he ate it up. He absolutely did. So what can you do? <laughs> facts are facts. <laughs> he loved it. <laughs> no, oh God, I thought this was going to be a shorter episode, but I oh, guess I, we're done. I, I guess okay, I, dude, you, thanks for listening. Yeah, no, that's the end of it. Um, okay, I, sorry, I thought I you stopped I, recording. <laughs> no, I hadn't stopped recording. I, um, I guess I underestimated how many questions you'd have about the sex club and it makes a lot of sense you know I can't just skate by there I can't just be like and then we went to a sex club you know no absolutely not I mean it would be a disservice to people we can't put yeah. it in the title and then not talk about it one thing I'll say is like I or like the thing I'll say about the sex club is that I would totally go to another one but yeah I think I would I would like 
go for one that has like a, you know, a higher entrant fee or, you know, try to find a nice one. Class it up That's a what bit. I would say. Sure. Class it up a bit. Cool, yeah. cool. Noted, noted. This one that apparently that, yeah, we almost, that I almost went to is in a super fancy neighborhood and apparently it has like a cinema and it's like, it's like a huge <laughs> complex or something. So I don't know. This is making me want to go. You should go. I mean, I think that I like, I also want to go to a different one. And I think like my comfort zone is go, but like only hook up with like my partner. Yeah. At least like right now, because I mean, it's still like really hot um, to do that. And like, you still get kind of like the excitement out of it. Yeah. But as far as like, when it comes down to like, hooking up with random strangers, I would really want to make sure I was just in a place where I felt like super comfortable. Like I knew everybody else there was like, you know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. Yeah, That's what we've talked about too. Like not even just like because of the safety or feeling comfortable thing, but just because that would be most fun. Yeah. I think. I agree. It's kind of like the best of both worlds. Like you're having sex with somebody who you have really good sex with and, you know, who like you're attracted to and you know their body. Yeah. But like you kind of are in like this new environment. Right. Exactly. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Well. (laughs) (laughs) Well. All right. So yeah. So next episode, um, we are getting to number 44, Mr. Ryan won't say his last name. <laughs> Mr. Ryan. <laughs> Mr. Ryan. Yay, I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait for the story. Wow. Uh, I'm excited. I'm really excited. us catching right it's up. definitely, I think it's my best story. Oh my God. meeting That's any amazing. guy. Amazing. I mean, it might not be as exciting as some of these other stories, like in terms of like the novelty, but as far as just like, the vibes it's one of my best stories yeah can't wait it's a good meet cute nice love a good meet cute okay Okay, well thanks for listening baby if you want me come and get me i swear i'll make it easy on my eyes is what you are and i don't care Thanks for listening to What's Your Number. This episode was produced by Olivia and Mariah. Music is by No Fancy. Editing and mastering by Lightning the Cavern Works. You can learn more about us and check out our blog at whatsyournumberpod.com. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, leave us a review wherever podcasts are found and subscribe to hear about more sexcapades. Sexcapades.